Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge, everybody. I'm Trent Sosby. I'm Tyler Schultz. And I'm Rough Enough, and welcome to the first episode of 2023. Happy New Year. Yeah, hopefully everybody had a great party last night. They woke up early to find a fresh countercharge episode. Yeah, everybody wakes up really early on New Year's Day. Well, technically this came out at midnight. In theory, everybody dropped the ball and then immediately turned on countercharge. I like that. It's essentially instead of counting down the new year, you're counting down a new episode of countercharge, except it's a worldwide phenomenon. You're counting down the charge. Hold on. Is are you talking uh you talking New Year's like at midnight central time? What time cuz we got three time zones here. Midnight central time here in the United States. Where it matters <laughs> in America. We love our international listeners too. And that's why you're on, Trent. <laughs> Hobby updates. Trent, what have you been working on? Let's see. I just We just chatted about it a little bit, but I have a huge Undead Army project that I'm working on. So Undead was actually my first army. Um, but uh, you know, now that I've been in the hobby for going on, wow, two, yeah, going on two years now. Uh, I've gotten to the point where I'm, I wasn't happy with that standard of army, even though it was my first army. So I took everything off their bases, and I'm leaving most everything painted the same, just because it's like it's cool memory, right? First painted army, but I'm upping the base in game. I've got some 3D printed terrain, and I bought some new models to add to it. But it's gonna. So the last time I added it up, it's a total of like I think 4,500 points, like 30 something separate units. So it's a big chunk, but. The Undead Army, the list that I'm going to take is going to be for Adepticon, so that's kind of my uh, motivation to push me to do a little bit every day. And I've actually, I, I've been doing that for the most part, even uh, even on the holidays with family over, like I would come in the uh, come in the basement and maybe, you know, glue down some tufts for 30 minutes or something like that. It's much different than the uh, than my Forces of Nature Army that I painted like two weeks before the KCGT. So it's like, it's interesting to be able to actually pace myself, but... I'm really enjoying it. And 3D printing is awesome. Like, it's absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had a chance to get someone to print me the uh, the STL files that Mantic released as part of the failed Kings of War RPG. But I did look at the models and, oh, that Salamander Corsair. I wasn't planning on taking Corsairs, but I'm going to figure out something to make that, you know, to add that that mm-hmm. that, that yeah. Mama Jamma to my, my army because it's pretty awesome. Tyler, how about you? What have you been painting? Uh, let's see. Since we last talked, or last time I was on Countercharge was the Firefight episode, and I was talking about how I was going to convert some Ratkin models into Veerman models for Firefight, and I did that, and I painted them, and I am beyond thrilled with how they turned out. I posted them on all the Facebook groups a while ago, and they got a lot of likes and stuff, because I think other people really enjoyed it too, but that's probably my best painted miniatures I've done, maybe ever. But I did the Mutant Rat Fiend, and then I converted Scud, the old Demon Spawn of Mountain Dew, converted him into another mutant rat fiend made him all sci-fi and had tubes popping out of his back just like the uh mutant rat fiend does and i'm just really thrilled with that and they look kind of like albino rats which is different from the rest of my army but it also works like it's really really cool so i made that and i'm really proud of it and then there was a guy selling asterians on one of the facebook groups and i 
it was too good of a deal to pass up on. <laughs> so I bought that. And it was like a ton of marionettes and a whole bunch of other cool stuff, tanks and the cool Spectre Walker things and all that stuff. And it's basically all the stuff that Jeremy was talking about in the firefight episode, except he didn't actually end up doing any of it. And uh, for some reason, I was like, I need to do it now. So <laughs> so now I'm going to be doing a whole bunch of Hysterians. I, I, I don't spend a ton of time on on doing the infantry for that. I just do contrast paint, but like it's been really good. Uh, in Colorado, you have a very finite amount of time that your contrast paint works because everything eventually dries out. I mean, no matter how well you seal the bottle and all that stuff, it will eventually change. So I, I had some old black contrast paint and I busted it out and I was like, oh, it's going to be great. And I started painting and I was like, this is like sludge. What happened? And so I had to go buy new stuff and I was like, this is like a completely different product. Like, I don't understand science. I've been painting a ton of marionettes. I have no idea if I'm going to or what I'm going to take to AdeptCon. So it's, it's probably not even going to be this, but I don't know. It's been fun. And uh, it's been fun to kind of grind through a bunch of infantry that I haven't done in a long time. Because uh, I think the last time I painted any Asterian stuff was like a year, year and a half ago. And so it's fun to go back to an army that I had been doing and then, you know, going forward. And then in terms of Kings, I I just finished a big project doing that. But I think I mentioned that on the previous counter charge episode I was on. But basically, I just uh, expanded my, my Terracotta Warrior uh, Empire of Dust Army 3000 points or something. It's it's a ton now. Nice. What did you add to the army? Oh, man, everything. So, yeah, there's a guy in Nebraska, Hobie, who uh, also get on, got in on the same. Hobie Roop? Yeah, yeah. Really cool dude. He ended up not wanting to go through with his uh, Kickstarter project that he backed a long time ago. And basically, these models are impossible to find. And I was pigeonholed into one list before because I only had so many of them. And I couldn't really get more of them. And then he was selling his Kickstarter, so I bought that. And like, I, now I have all the options. I have chariots. I have more giants. I have a lot more spearmen, a lot more regular terracotta skeleton warrior guys like it's it's great and oh the enslaved guardian archers holy cow what an incredible unit like when they when they hit they really hit the the piercing too is just nuts on that like i played a game i played a game against garrett and i just i wiped off a, a dragon in like one round of shooting from like two hordes it was awesome so you've been running them as eod empire dust yeah i think it makes the most sense i also tried them as kingdoms of men a couple times they're fine i just don't think they survive as long as the eod guys do eod is pretty resilient yeah i feel like when you play them as as uh kingdoms of men like they're they're fun and you can fit a lot of stuff and i love the beast cavalry because those are my favorite models in the whole army it's it's terracotta warriors riding like big stone foo dogs and it's the coolest looking unit in my opinion and so i i do anything i can to put them into a list like the new sanborn worm riders like they're cool i like them a lot but I think the Beast Cav are better. And yeah, Kingdoms of Men Beast Cav are really fun now, especially with the the Indomitable Will. That's a good unit. But uh, yeah, I've been I've been doing that and uh, pretty much it. A lot of painting, a lot of stuff, but I don't really know. Not, not really with a game plan in mind. I don't have like a, a set goal. Speaking of set goals, Rob, update us. How's it going? First of all, I do want to mention we do have a Kingdoms of Men army review coming out on January 11th. So only 10 days away from when you're hearing this. We have Jason Britt and Michael Sigler, both our Masters level players that have taken Kings of Men to the Masters and have played it at the highest level. So you're going to find their 
their thoughts illuminating. I beat one of them and lost horribly to the other. As you were talking, Tyler, I was realizing that every episode I give a hobby update, but they don't always come out in the right order. <laughs> so like on one episode, I'm like, I got one tyrant done. So what you're going to hear on Wednesday, I only had a couple hordes done of, of tyrants. Obviously, this is recorded after that. So I currently have 10 tyrants done, ready for basing. I've got two Lachilodons. I've got four Rhinosaur Cavalry done. And then I've got a bunch of Rhinosaur Cavalry. My big decision that I have to make in the next week or so is I have enough for two hordes and two battle captains on Rhinosaur. Do I just go ahead and paint all 12 of those? Or do I just paint what I think I'm going to use in the list? And and that's the thing. Like, do I take two hordes and two battle uh, captains on Rhinosaur? Or more likely, do I just take two regiments and two battle start, you know, two battle captains on Rhinosaur? Paint them all. You'll be so much happier if you paint them all. Yeah. It's so hard to like go back after and be like, oh man, how did I do this? I'm real OCD about writing down the paint steps. So I have a journal that I write in step one through whatever. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and I've even started like in the margins to sketch how I'm applying the paint. Like, okay, here I want you to take vertical strokes up and down. And all that being said, if you're looking five years later, even my own instruction may not be sufficient to really get it exactly the way it was. I kind of lean into what you said, Tyler, just paint them all. And then you're just done. At that point, I have 12 rhinosaur cavalry, which is probably the most I would ever need to do, right? Big fan of options. Just the more options you can do, Trent's 5,000 points of undead. And I'm facing the same thing, right? Like, so when I first, when I built my undead army the first time, I think I had, I had like 100 zombies, 60 ghouls, but I only did what I needed. Luckily, I took good notes and I actually like put the names of the paints and everything like that. But the big thing for me is when I'm, and I don't even know if you really want to call it batch painting, but whenever I'm painting the same models over and over, you know, the first one that I do when you sit down after work or, you know, Saturday morning and you are base coating the cloths on a zombie might take seven, eight minutes. And, and then, you know, the ones at the end might take three. So I think it is worth it to, you know, within reason, you're not going to sit down and paint 120 zombies at the same time, but I think it is worth it just to knock them all out and then throw them um, in like a red, uh, multiple regiments. And then you have all the choices you could ever want. It's true. First rhinestone cavalry I painted, I get done with the, the rider. I'm like, oh crap, that I missed a strap here or a strap there. The next time I paint that same sculpt, I, I kind of, I've already identified where everything is. Yeah. And I have that other model to look at and go, oh, this is orange. This is teal. This is green. There's and there's you know some muscle memory that you build up from painting the same model. The tyrants. I, I did ten tyrants because unfortunately we don't have tyrant heroes in the list. Compared the the tenth one to the first one, you know it's it's like half the time. Yeah, and there's no yeah. That's the biggest thing. Well, let's take a quick commercial break, and on the other side, we'll get into our main topic, Adepticon 2023. We'll be right back. I'm Shannon Shoemaker, the 2018 Adepticlass champion, and you're listening to Countercharge. Welcome back to Countercharge. We're here to talk about Adepticon. It's imperative that we tell everybody, hey, you got one week before registration opens. Registration opens on January 8th, 2023 at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Because it's in Chicago, that's why it's CST. I will say, guys, the, the Mantic stuff, you probably have some time to sign up. But if there's a hot ticket like it, like a specific hobby event that you want to get into you better jump right on it because they're going to fill up i think the first step is maybe we should jump in and talk about the mantic schedule talk about what events they've got going events start on thursday and they've got the big game for those that don't know the big game is going to be a participation game uh run by blake schroden company and they bring 
thousands and thousands. I don't know. Is it 30,000 points a side? I can't remember. It's huge. It's, it's absolutely insane. I, I, I wonder what they're cooking up this year because it's been a while since I've seen it. Goblins? Goblins with integrated armada. My what I've been God. Hearing. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's going to be awesome because I think the last one was Trident Realm versus Abyss, maybe? It was a it was a ton of Trident Realm stuff and like forces of nature, I think, on one side, and then it, it's always a spectacle. And like the whole fun of it is that it's a giant spectacle. You just kind of show up and pop in and s- just witness the the spectacle of a thirty foot long table, just absolute insanity, and then roll some dice for a while. It's, it's it's always a good time, and those guys are super cool. People don't bring their own models, right? Everything's provided. First time Adeptor Connor here, so trying to trying to get everything straight. You're in for a treat, Trent. You're in for a treat. Yeah, man. I'm really looking forward to it. A couple years ago at NashCon, uh, Blake came down and, and kind of how to get him to sweeten the pot to have him come down with all the models. Is was I built a, a new table. It was like eight by four, something like that. And he took those pieces and has integrated into, into a bigger table now with like a, a beach and, and a water elements and stuff. Oh, so that's awesome. Basically, like what was really cool about the table is it's kind of like black on one side, like abyss transitions into grass. We'll probably see goblins against. Oh, I don't know. He's a nutcase. He's got tons of models. I don't know what he'll be bringing, but whatever he brings, it'll be amazing. I can tell you that. So obviously, the the Kings of War big game is on Wednesday from eight to one. Then we have a second big game from two to seven, and both of those tickets are available. I think they have up to eight players that can play. It's awesome. If you want if you want to learn Kings of War, or you don't want to have to paint an army, you just want to get the feel of Kings of War. Show up. It's a really like relaxed, low key kind of event. It's it's less of an event and more of a just like pop by the table and be like, oh wow, this is really cool. And it's a spectacle. It really the tickets is. just help put it on. Basically, is is really what that's for. I think. Exactly. Would you guys would you guys say that to to actually like sign up and get the tickets and, and be there for the whole time? Is this more geared towards like newer players, maybe don't have their first army yet or just interested in the game, like kind of that crew? Anybody's welcome. Yeah. From the new players to experienced players. But what I would say is they're catering to giving people the Kings of War experience, that m- large scale mass combat Got it. game where you're just like, holy crap, there's so much stuff on the table and so much combat going on. You'll walk away with a euphoric high from it because it's it's a lot of fun. I would love to see 10,000 points of goblins on the table at one time. Or 25. That's next level, man. That's so many models. That would be insane. <laughs> oh my God. They also are running a Doom Ball side game. I think it's John Jack's game. You know what this tile, right? The Doom Ball? Yeah, John Jack is a Pathfinder who's just absolutely crazy. He's he's awesome. You know him. You love him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, just a huge personality, really tall guy. Basically, he just sits at work or something and just creates all these fun little mini games in his head. And then he writes out rules for them, and then you play them at Adepticon. So there's stuff like the uh, Enforcer Jet Bike Racing game, which is really fun. The Doom Ball thing is basically, it's like Rocket League. But dude, with Beerman tunnel runners, that's awesome. It's just ridiculously creative. And like the rules are usually really fast and fun. And just I don't know, they're they're really well thought out for what it is. And it it totally is a a side game, but it's always a really fun mini game. It always feels kind of like, you know, when you play Mario Party, when you get like a really good mini game, that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah, I don't think I've actually played the Rocket League one. But based off of like the jet bike racing one from years past and other random things that John Jack has talked about with me, like, yeah, definitely a, a fun time. And again, really relaxed, just there to roll some dice and just have some fun. Usually the rules are even wackier than like Dead Zone. So it's like 
you'll get crazy exploding crap that happens and it's it's just it's just madness which is <laughs> always encouraged by me so the last event that's going to be happening on Thursday is the Kings of War team event from 1130 a.m. to 930 p.m. It's great. It's a doubles event. Two players will each have a thousand points against two other players with a thousand points. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Just as a reminder, it's one ticket required for the team. So only one of the two players needs to buy the ticket uh, and then you're good to go. And uh, I'm, I'm super pumped. Are you, are, you, are you guys pumped about this? I am. This is like one of my favorite events. I don't know if I have a partner yet. Garrett's kind of wishy-washy on if he's going to be able to go to Adepticon or not. So I don't know if I have a teammate. I'm working on Dylan Scribner to come as well. I mean, it could be it could be a lot of fun. We'll talk. There was one thing I'm like, I want to play as much Kings War as possible, but the this is the 23rd, right? Yeah, 23rd is Thursday. There's this one digital miniature sculpting class that I like really wanted to do. And also, I'm still going to be jet lag, so maybe I'll just like chill out for the first day. But if anybody needs a partner, let me know. When the show drops, we will put up a post asking for people, a place for people that need need partners for the for the doubles event. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, match people up. Yeah, that's a good idea. Or Trent, you and I could tear it up. I was wondering if you only have to buy one ticket, right, per team. So is it going to be twenty teams of two, so forty people? Is that what it is? I believe so. It's capped at twenty players. Yeah, starting it off strong on Thursday. That would be cool. Yeah, I've actually never done a team event. I haven't either. I would really like to. I think it'd be really fun because I've I've always heard good stuff about you know, like Jeff Swan's tournament and the Memphis guys always do that really cool one, the Blue City one. So I, it sounds like a lot of fun. The only rule is you can't take the same army. Yeah. So the partners, you got to have two separate armies. But yeah, it's it's always a lot of fun. But no alignment. Doesn't look like it. I haven't perused all the details yet. More details to come. Yeah. Well, that gets us into Friday. Friday. Friday's got another full slate. So uh, again, we got the big the big game from eight to one. We have another big game from two to seven, just like Thursday the day before. Uh, in addition, we've got uh, two Doom Ball events: one two to four, and one six to eight. But then there's two other events that are I'm ready for. One is Armada Blood in the Water 2023. That's going to be from eight to two p.m. and uh, it's going to be a 200 point fleet Kings of War Armada game so can't wait for this this is gonna be a lot of fun i'm gonna get smoked because i i barely play armada i i would say i wouldn't even call myself competent but my boats float they'll show up and they'll <laughs> shoot some guns hey to be fair everyone's gonna get stomped because travis and adam are planning on coming yeah the nebraska guys in general like hobies he's a shark yeah no they 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 did the event at bug eater and it is it's so much fun and and it's a really good tournament game it really does work really well as a tournament game I'm excited for this. I think it's going to be a, a hit, and I'll probably end up playing in it. So, If anybody is on the fence about Armada, me, Tyler, Garrett, and Brian, right? Brian Latrell, Garrett Mercier, left Colorado Springs. At, it was one in the morning to get to Omaha like nine hours later just to play Armada, and it was completely worth it. It was amazing. It's true, and it was worth it. But then, you know, Adam did some crazy, I still don't understand what happened, strafing, lightning bolt, EOD stuff. <laughs> it was fun, though. It was fun. <laughs> I haven't played with the magical supplement yet. Yeah, I, be- I better read the book. Yeah, it definitely adds a different dynamic, but I think I think in a good way. Yeah, I really like the way magic works. It's not overly complex, yeah. and it's not overly powerful, but it does make it a little bit more flavor. It's like Is it a shooting attack? It's like adding the right amount of salt into your dish. And no, it functions differently. It's its own little phase. Okay. Some of them are like shooting attacks. It depends on what it is, and then like spellcaster level of your ship and that stuff matters and it's it's cool. I think it just adds that like next dimension to the game to to keep it interesting. 
it's also one of those things that makes it feel fantasy and not yes. just black seeds. Yeah, so. completely agree. Well, I've got a Kingdoms of Men fleet that's pretty enormous. It's all painted. So Warlord makes a lot of accessories for the game. Like the sea, I got them all painted. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm going to bring it. It's going to look great. But all my boats will end up at the bottom of the of, of the of the uh, the ocean. Speaking of sea monsters, did you guys see the the mantic little tease of the <laughs> stuff? The giant kraken! Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh! I can't wait. I think it's going to be really neat. I really hope it functions the way I picture it in my head of just monsters going around and causing chaos and taking bites out of boats. That's really all I want. I'm trying to figure out how am I going to take those models and integrate them into a Trident Realms army. There's got to be a way, right? There's got to be a way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, so so far they've they've shown the krakeny looking thing, and then like the big anglerfish looking thing, and I feel like that can definitely work as something somewhere as a base or as a mm-hmm. someone's pet or something. You know, like yeah. Huge fan. I, I really am excited to see more of that. Honestly, I'm gonna bring my kingdoms of men as of right now, but it, it if somehow I win the lotto and I don't have to work anymore and I have more free time, maybe I'll paint up one of the many fleets that i have sitting here i have a Basilean fleet an orc fleet wait rob kingdoms of men the, those aren't mantic models right they, they're warlord games oh, okay oh you said yeah 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 so they, they they officially sell them as the kingdoms of men fleet you get the cards just like oh, okay. there's like there's a card pack you get yeah and i put them on the pre-printed acrylic yeah. bases from mantic they look fine i didn't put any sales on them because i'm lazy <laughs> Yeah, say what you will about resin sales, but at least you don't have to put, like, string them up. The the World War game stuff for Black Seas, it, it's paper sales, which probably would be fine, but I don't know. We'll see. That's why you got to play dwarves. That's right. No sales. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, every ship looks the same, and they all look cool. Yeah. The final event for Friday, from 3 to 9, we're going to have Firefight, Conflict of Commanders, which is a 1,000-point tournament run by our favorite pathfinder brian novak i'm super excited about this i don't know if i'm actually gonna get a game in before that oh come on rob come on if i fail it's all tyler's fault because he gave me the list (laughs) that's fair i probably will try to get at least one in so i'm competent enough to know the the rules and stuff but i definitely won't be getting a lot of time you know with painting all painting like i am i don't see a lot of opportunity to get a bunch of games in but playing gcps trent are you playing in the firefight event I I don't know. I might have. I think I've, I feel like I bit off more than I could chew with my uh, with my Kings of War hobby projects as I can. So I'm 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 gonna choose though. I'm, I think I'm gonna do either Armada or Firefight. Oh come on! A thousand points is nothing. I know. I know. It's too bad you didn't know someone that has like every army. Yeah, and uh, you know I've actually been playing a lot of Firefight with Chris Thomas too. He's like the uh, British version of Tyler living in Germany. He has so much Firefight stuff. But we we have a blast every time we play too, right? So I don't know. You you know how it is. Like I I like the game, but I haven't really made the hobby commitment yet. And I I don't know. Oh, I've made the hobby commitment. I've modeled it all up. I'm painting and stuff. But I haven't uh, on the tabletop have not actually played a game yet. So uh, it's all in my head. Yeah, obviously, I'm super excited for this event. Uh, This is going to be one of the first like real firefight tournaments uh i know there's like one or two in england and then just the one that happened in michigan and so this is kind of be kind of a tentpole kind of thing so we need to see we need to make this a good event make it a big deal and show that we're all ready for some firefight Mm -hmm. the only thing i'm worried about is me trying to cut down all my lists to a 1000 point list (laughs) like that's going to be so difficult for me and i have no idea what i'm going to bring you don't know what faction yet 
I have too many options. I have way too many options. You should let me and Rob choose for you right now. I'll probably bring the Veerman just so I can bring those meat and rat beans, though. Yeah. Because I'm not going to bring them for, for Kings, so I got to I gotta get them out somewhere. So I'm I'm leaning towards Veerman, and I think back in 2019 when they had the OG firefight tournament, I actually won Best Painted, I think, with the, the Veerman that I brought, and they've only gotten way better since. Yeah, I remember the uh, models that you were talking about earlier when you posted on Facebook. Those look immaculate, man. They're amazing. So I'm I'm leaning towards that, but then I don't know if I if I keep up doing all this Asterian stuff that I mentioned in the hobby update, maybe I'll get super inspired to bring Asterians, especially since Jeremy bowed out and is going to bring Forge Fathers. Well, they're broken, and that's what I've been told. So you know, yeah, Forge Fathers are good. Well, we're going to do an army review. Boom! That's got a little teaser for the folks out there. So yeah, army review is coming up. Let's keep our uh, the expectations down. It'll be out in March. Wait, hey. Forge Father hey. Army Review? Yeah, Forge Father Army Review. All right, I'm excited about that. Yep, and we got, obviously, Kyle Timberlake, who's like Papa Forge Father. So. If, if Timberlake is listening to this, his ass better be at Adepticon. That's all I got to say. He better be at Adepticon. Truer words have never been spoken. This is the first, I think, the first 1,000-point tournament for Firefight in the U.S. I still think 1,000 is really low. I know they're trying to keep it really accessible for everyone's new obviously and they don't want to slam them with 1500 2000 yeah. points but yeah i think it'll be fun i just think the game flows a little bit better at higher points values because you can get multiple commanders in there and it's a little bit more dynamic in terms of unit selection but again i understand the uh and and time constraints too i understand you know it's not a two-day gt or anything so you got to you know cram it into a late afternoon tyler what do you think the sweet spot is like what's your preferred points for a firefight game well i've played quite a bit of 1500 which i feel like is equivalent to like a 1995 kings game yeah and then i think 2000 is just fun you just get all the toys that's like the 2300 you know like that's the that's the one where it's like yeah and because stuff dies so fast in firefight like that's a good thing the more stuff that you have to try to kill it means that the game is paced a little bit better i think because that is Probably the chief issue with Firefight is that the, the pacing can be a little bit too killy and things are all dead by turn three. <laughs> I like higher point stuff, but I also have a ridiculous amount of models that I like to see on the table. So I'm a little biased. Well, awesome. Let's get into the weekend. So obviously Saturday and Sunday. So I'm dying to know what Mr. Dead Zone is going to do on Saturday and Sunday. Are you playing in the Dead Zone National Championship? Or are you playing in Adepta Clash 2023? Obviously, when you have this many games, there's going to be conflict of schedules. That's just the nature of the the business. I'm glad that they didn't do Firefight at the same time because I feel like Firefight needs that strong start. So I I agree with their decision on this, and I think I'm I've got to do the two day Kings of War. Kings of War is just so much fun. Well, and you got two days versus the one day. Yeah, and obviously, the more gaming, the better. I'm a huge fan of just playing as many games as I possibly can at Adepticon. I believe there was a time back in the history where you played every Mantic event over one period of Adepticon, I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're still here. Yeah, still alive, still kicking, you know? Well, the Dead Zone National Championship is going to be from 9 to 4 on Saturday, playing a 200-point strike force. Which is the correct amount. Okay. I've seen a lot of 150 lately. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I assume Brian Novak's going to run that one as well. It would be my assumption. There'll be more uh, details about the event itself. will be posted up soon. Then the mother of all events, 
We've got the Kings of War Adepticlash 2023. I can't wait for this. Uh, we're going to be doing 2,300 points plus the free Ronnie the Bard special character. I'm really excited about the Kings of War Adepticlash 2023. This is the flagship event for Mantic. Hopefully we'll get to that 65 plus range that we were at a couple of years ago and really bounce back strong from COVID. I love big tournaments. I want this to be a big tournament because it's it's so fun to have tons of players, and especially because this is such a big event. It pulls in people. It's kind of like Masters in that sense where you get lots of different regions represented. It's not like you know you only see your local region there because you know Adepticon is a big enough pull that you can get people from California or you can get people from wherever, Florida, who knows. Germany. Germany. <laughs> Good shout. <laughs> Gotta love a big Kings of War tournament. That's what everyone's here for. They're listening to Countercharge. So, <laughs> you know, I assumed it was going to be twenty three hundred points. That's kind of the the average for uh for the states. But the Ronnie the Bard special character kind of got me excited because I was like, as soon as I as soon as I read that, Rob, when you, when you sent me this, I was on uh, I was looking at STL. It's like, oh, maybe I could do that. Maybe I could do this. But I just love adding a special character. Like I know you know Lone Wolf does it. Didn't Bug Eater did it too. Like, it's just, it's so cool because, you know, I know a lot of people that have been playing a while, you might take an army off the shelf or something like that, but to to have to paint something specifically for the tournament kind of gets you that buy-in. And then I love when people the first day, you know, and you see people that you haven't seen maybe since the last tournament, they're like, oh man, come like check check out what my lone wolf was or my bard character is. So it adds a cool dynamic to it. One of the cool things about Adepticon is that there's so much going on. It's a complete pageantry to miniature wargaming that you get a lot of players that are not maybe exclusive Kings of War. They play other games. Maybe it's 40K, whatever, Legion, and play Kings of War. So you, what, what I love about Adepticon is you get those players, the players you don't see at the, on the normal mm-hmm. Kings of War tournament circuit, right? You get the, it, This might be their only event of the year, uh, but it's, it's great to have a lot of new friendly faces at, at, at this event. Yeah, I think in 2018, I played a guy who he, he converted his Lord of the Rings orc army into a kings of war orc army wow and it was awesome yeah i mean he had like sauron was a giant and then he had like the ring wraith on the on the giant dragon thing and the nazgul yeah that is so cool it was it was super cool and then i don't think i've ever seen him at another event so like you just get random guys who just pop in and i don't know i think it's because it's adepticon some people are more willing to you know just try something or like oh i've been thinking about it for a long time and so i've I've definitely seen people at at the kings of war event at adepticon that i you know like you said they're not in the tournament circuit but it's mm-hmm. you know doesn't mean that they're not awesome hobbyists and awesome people to play against well that's mantic schedule that's been posted we'll put a link to this in the show notes they will be having a mantic night which i assume will be on saturday but i don't see it on the schedule yet but there'll be more details to come on that and i don't know about you guys Rob Berman is no longer with Mantic, so that means Ronnie doesn't have a handler. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure Martin Martin will probably right. Martin will probably crack the whip and say, "Hey, Ronnie, you don't <laughs> spill the beans here." And obviously, we'll be there in full force. We'll have the full podcast set up. Come by and say hi. You want to meet Tyler or Trent in person? Now's your opportunity. I'd be honored to meet any of you. <laughs> I mean, that's why we go to these things, right? So just hang out with other people that love the same stuff that we love. There's a lot of cool stuff, too. The vendor space, you can see all kinds of crazy stuff and all the other cool different games you get to see. I love it. It's 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 my one of my it's one of my favorite events. Everybody who doesn't know I'm, I'm living in Germany right now, but I'm flying to Chicago for Adepticon. And I'm already planning to condense everything that I have into one suitcase, right? 
And then my carry-on is going to be my army, hopefully, if I get it done in time. But then my second suitcase, I'm going to find the biggest one I can, completely empty. It's going to be just for vendor spoils. So I'm ready. (laughs) Well, let's jump in and talk about what we're doing in terms of hobby events. Because obviously, that's the other thing that Adepticon brings to the table that a normal Kings of War tournament is not going to have. You've got access to some world-class hobby talent, and they're willing to spill the beans for a few bucks on various topics. Trent, you know, what's your strategy for hobby events? As a hobbyist, I, I still consider myself like a relatively new player. You know, I've gotten to the point where I can paint a model as a tabletop standard and be happy with it, me, right? That's the, the thing that matters is whose army it is, if they like it or not. But I've really, and just recently, it was when I started my Forces of Nature army about last June, I really got into airbrushing. Like, I love airbrushing. Painting a model with a brush, uh, I, it's not that I, I don't hate it, but when I, you know, when I'm sitting at work and I am thinking about what I'm going to do in my hobby room, and I'm like, oh man, I get to like airbrush this, this, and that. And I just really get excited about it, really enjoyed it. It's so satisfying to me. I, I, I don't know why, but I've kind of focused the classes that I was looking at into uh, airbrushing. And, th- and there's a lot to choose from. You know, there was even one on Wednesday night from 2030 to 2230. It's like it's called Art of Airbrushing, not just for priming and base coating. So it kind of goes into a little more like, hey, this is – and I think this one's a seminar. I don't think it's hands-on. It's a demonstration. Yeah, yeah, a demonstration. So they're like, hey, this is this is an airbrush. Like here's what you can do do with it. Let's add this additional tool to your arsenal. Maybe we can do – you know, you don't just have to prime it, which honestly it's great for. I don't think I'll ever use a rattle can again. Not hating on rattle cans. I just always have terrible luck with them. But, you know, they, they talked about, you know – OSL, other uh, effects that you can get with it and just kind of maybe maybe easier blends. One of my favorite things to do is uh, use inks. So just kind of do the, uh, what do they call it? Zenithal highlight and then do a translucent ink over it. It's kind of like a contrast paint, but I yeah, it, it's just so much fun. It, it makes me feel like I'm a little bit of an artist, I guess, right? Like, oh, maybe I'll try this out or try these inks out or use this like airbrush medium or something like that. So a lot of airbrushing classes that I was looking at, and there's also a class. It's a little bit of a longer one. It's on the 23rd, so Thursday. It's digital miniature sculpting for beginners. It's like a five-hour class, maybe? Four-hour? Yeah, I don't know. Mass different in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm>, yeah. <laughs> but I've really gotten into 3D printing in the last few months. I really enjoy it for to help with multi-basing, little bits, bobs, different heads, shields, whatever it is. And I would actually like to know, like, hey, maybe just make a design a simple shield STL for like this specific model where you can't find one on my memory factory or something like that. But I got very excited when I looked through the uh, list of classes, but at the same time, it's my very first Adepticon and I'm trying not to like fill up my entire schedule from like eight to midnight every day. And I do, I just want to enjoy there. And then obviously um, I want to enjoy the time there. And obviously I'm going to see a lot of people like you guys that, you know, I haven't seen in almost a year, feels like. We'll see how it goes. Very excited about airbrushing, in case you can't tell. It's a good tip, though, to not fully load your schedule. That first time you go, you want to be able to take the opportunity to find and explore, right? Find the new stuff that you didn't, you don't know about and, and get a chance to explore it. But for me, I was also looking at a bunch of classes. I'm playing a lot of games. I have only small pockets where I can fit some of this stuff. So I'm really looking at three classes in particular. Wednesday night. I'm looking at OSL. It's called How to Make Your Mini Glow. That's something, you know, you know with, with my hobby classes this year, I'm really focusing on stuff that I don't, that I don't currently do or don't currently know how to, how to do. And so I'm looking for some introduction there. So 
OSL, something I've always been interested in, but I'm one of those people that if, if it doesn't, if it's going to look like garbage, I don't want to do it. So I need somebody to show me how to do it. So it doesn't look like garbage. <laughs> so that's Wednesday night. I, I was looking at that and then I don't own an airbrush. I owned one a while back and it was a single action. It was, it was a garbage airbrush. I would like to buy a new one. It's like anything. I'm not going to dive into it and buy it unless I know what I'm looking for. What do I need? How to take care of it? So mm-hmm. I'm actually looking at that same series of, of classes you were looking at, but I'm actually looking at taking the intro one, uh, which is called Art of Airbrushing, Hands-On, Getting Started. They show you the basics, you know, how to take it apart, you know, what what brands of paint, what type of equipment, cleaning, maintenance, all that stuff. I think that's where I'm going to start. And that's from, believe it or not, that's 8.30 to 10.30 on Thursday morning. A little bit before we kick off the team event. Oh, that timed out perfectly then. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Now, obviously, it's all contingent on can I actually get into these freaking classes? I have a plan. It doesn't come to fruition because I can't sign up in time. Uh, and then Friday night after we're done with firefight at nine o'clock, I was looking at speedy non-metallic metal. NMM is another thing that I don't do because I don't know how to do it. I don't know about you guys. Yes, you can watch videos and it's a lot easier when you have someone showing you in front of you. And as you're painting it, they're like, no, do it this way. Like, like actually having instruction by someone that knows what they're doing has always been, it's worked for me in the past at Depticon, whether it was painting faces, how to paint eyes, basing, terrain, whatever. Well, I think the big thing too, is just getting that immediate feedback, right? Because you don't have to worry, you know, when I'm sitting there watching a YouTube video and you're doing something, you're like, uh, it kind of looks like it a little bit. Yeah. You don't know where you went wrong on a YouTube video. Like you don't know, like, oh, maybe I put that on too thick or I didn't do that with the right consistency of the paint. I didn't put enough water or whatever it is. I can totally see the the upsides to, to doing a class and all that stuff. And I, I do think the airbrush thing thing is interesting. It's always been something I've I've always seen from a distance and considered like, oh, do I want to jump in on this? I mean, I there's obviously a lot of benefits to it, but it's also a big new commitment of like relearning things that you yeah. kind of feel like you already know how to do with a brush but then but i'm not a big class guy I'd, I'd rather be playing a random game of dead zone with somebody i haven't seen in years so that's that's my strategy for uh seminars and classes is <laughs> i'm gonna go play more games but i'm also a psycho so so we'll definitely have to talk trent we'll we'll get our we'll get our we'll get our schedules aligned yeah we'll we'll, we'll sync it up we'll have, we, we got to remember though on the the eighth, right? Because I don't want to. I want to be on there, like right at. Uh, I think it's was it seven in the morning. It's one p.m. CST. That's thirteen hundred. You military time guy over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we get you've given him some good advice though, right? If it's your first time, go easy. Dip your toe in a little bit mm-hmm. to not burn yourself out the first time. Tyler, you can talk to this. I mean, if you go full heavy on the schedule, whether at hobby events or gaming. I saw you after that that Adepticon where you played in every event and you were sleeping on the floor somewhere. Nah, I definitely didn't do that. Yeah, it does. It does wear you out. But I mean, my whole thing is I play all these games and some of them I don't get to play outside of Adepticon. Like I'm going to bring Dreadball stuff because I love playing Dreadball. I just don't really get to play it outside of, you know, an event like this. Mm -hmm. And I don't I don't know exactly who's going to be there with all the stuff. But like that's one of my biggest highlights usually is like at the Mantic Night when they bust out the Dreadball Ultimate with the six player version. And usually uh Jeff from Canada brings all his stuff and Jeff Burbage. Yeah. He usually brings all his absolutely gorgeous stuff and it's just so much fun and it's stuff that you never get to play. And like, when else are you going to play six way Dreadball? It's a great idea in theory. Like I love that it's on the back of the Dreadball board or whatever, but when are you going to get six people yeah. all together ready yeah. to play some Dreadball? Like it's so stuff like that is, is stuff that's not on the schedule that is just going to naturally happen. 
So it is kind of important not to completely overload your schedule. Say you haven't seen somebody in a long time and they want to just catch up and, you know, what are you going to do? Oh, sorry, I got to be at a seminar right now. I got to go by, you know, so you don't want to do that too much unless all the people you want to see are playing in all the games. You definitely need some flexibility in your schedule. Go to Adepticon. Let's make all these events big. This is one of the first Armada tournaments. I want to see that just pop off. I want to see the firefight tournament pop off. They had it last year. I think they had like 20 players at Adepticon last year for Armada. Oh, did they? I didn't go to Adepticon last year. I didn't either, but I think Adepticon had a good showing. But firefight, this is their first thousand point event. So let's let's knock it out of the park, y'all. Let's let's all do a bunch of events and hang out and have a good time. That's what it's all about. Buy all the tickets up early yes so that community pet has to go back to uh, to adepticon staff and go hey i need more space yeah that's the goal right there that's really important though is you got to buy your ticket early don't be like well there's only 20 people signed up i'll i'll just wait and what will happen is they will give away the space that's what will happen don't don't do that definitely adepticon is growing it is growing to the point where some of the events from other games like i think some of the historical stuff are at a different hotel now because there's no room yeah so sign up early. Yeah, sign up, get down on it right right away. We miss anything else, guys? Do we get it all covered? I think that was a solid rundown. You guys have any announcements for other events coming up? King of Monsters at the end of January in Batesville, Arkansas. That'll be a fun event. Uh, you get a, a free kaiju of your choice, whether it's King Kong, Godzilla, Mothra. It's a lot of fun. Been the last couple of years. Perennial favorites of the event. I think I'm kind of locked into Adepticon as my next event, which is a really long stretch of not being able to go to tournaments, but just the way life is working right now. I think I've got to save up not only money, but time, mostly time to go to Adepticon is going to be a big one. And then probably bug eater and definitely masters. So those are like the three things I know I absolutely have to do this year. And then if I can squeeze any other events, I'd like to, but I, it's not looking likely before Adepticon for me. I'm in the same boat, I think, between Adepticon and the U.S. Master slash Best the Rest. Those are going to be huge time sinks. It's definitely going to limit my ability. However, January is a busy month. We've got Kings of Winter in Springfield, Missouri. We've got King of Monsters at the end of January in Batesville, Arkansas. Lots of cool stuff right around the corner. And Trent, this will be your one and only, I guess, um, American event. What about in Germany? What do you guys got planned in Germany? Funny enough, I actually have a game after this in like uh, two or three hours in Mannheim. There's a one-day tournament. It's about two and a half hours away from here. And I'm going with uh, me and Chris Thomas and some of the other players around our area here in Germany are going to go St. Augustine, I think. So we're going to do that. It's 1995, three days. But yeah, the actual like next big two-day Kings of War event is going to be a Depthcon for me, Tyler. Kind of like you were saying, you know, got to save up time and I'm also in Europe right now, so that's the only one I'm going to make in 2023. I won't be a bug eater. I won't be a Masters, unfortunately. But doing Adepticon, we'll, we'll do it right. You know, it's almost a full week. It's not just two days of King's War, so get the whole spiel, get to see a lot of people. I know uh, a lot of you guys are going to be there. I know a few other people that are going to be there, too, so it's going to be a good time. But I'm also planning on going in September to the UK Clash of Kings. So I get to go to the Mantic headquarters. In Nottingham. Yeah. Ooh, run by Steve Hildrew. You know, uh, Chris Thomas, I feel like I mentioned him like five times now. I wonder if Chris Thomas is going to bring a Kingdoms of Men list to that event. <laughs> but that's too, why I asked some questions. <laughs> Obviously. And then, you know, uh, the uh, Mantic Universe podcast, so Chris and Clem. So we're, I'm going with them, and we're going to gonna make it a whole thing, go check out HQ, do the two-day tournament there, and then uh, – 
do a few things and and uh, around Nottingham. I've been to the UK before. I've only ever been to London, so I'm really excited to get to see like more of the actual country too. But yeah, it's going to be a big year. It'll be fun, but I'm really, really looking. I'm, I've also never been to Chicago before. So first time in Chicago, first Adepticon, get to see like all of my old friends. It's, it, it's going to be an awesome time. Since you've never been to Chicago, do you like video games? Yeah, I, lo- I love anything like that. Are you talking like Pac-Man? Yes. Galloping Ghost has got 600 titles on the floor so you go there and we did that at a masters a few years ago they have some great arcades actual old-fashioned arcades okay that that sounds awesome it's 20 bucks to get in all you can play or everything's on free play and they've got like 600 machines one year at adepticon uh, we did whirly ball that was super fun one year in a, a bumper car and then basically so you have like a goal on each end and you drive around and bump each other and try to pass the ball and it's super fun. Oh, dude, that yeah, that sounds really cool. Actually, Ronnie and I actually had really good like team chemistry. Like, <laughs> I would see him going on like a, a run or whatever you want to call it because it's I guess you're a drive. I don't know. What are you using to catch it? Is it like a little wiffle ball thing or a scoop? Yeah, like it's like a little scoop. Yeah, you have a scoop and then the ball and you just throw it around. And what happens if it hits the ground? Can you reach down and get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You scoop it off the ground and, and throw it around and yeah, it's so much fun going for for sweet strikes and getting goals and yeah so like all kinds of random stuff can happen at adepticon it's not scheduled <laughs> not just for kings of war yeah it's not just for kings of war and don't make it just for kings of war make sure you you do the stuff wherever the wind may take you hey this is really random but speaking of stuff that's not kings of war i'm actually thinking about going by the like intro battle tech place is that what it is Callus games will be there yeah, yeah, because no, it, no, it looks I like can, they I do. I can hear Brian and Kirby. Yeah, like, no, I know. Happy. This one's for you, Brian. <laughs> I'll join you. I, I, I'm i Battletech curious as well. I think the way that they had it, they had a block of time for like eight hours, but it's basically just, you know, stop it's by whenever or, yeah, yeah. and get a demo, which is cool. Well, awesome, guys. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us, Rob. Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening and keep countercharging. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on... Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by commenting on the Countercharge Kings of War podcast Facebook group. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons. 